You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Good afternoon, Linda. Good afternoon, John. Nice to see you. Nice seeing you too. Glad you've agreed to join us on this divorce literacy spotlight. And, Thank uh, you for having me. Absolutely. So I know you wear a lot of hats. And mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll start, start off, I'll read your bio, and then we'll learn more about your practice. Sure. Thank you. Okay. So Linda Rabio is a family law attorney and specializes in divorce mediation and divorce coaching. Mediation can save families so much money and prevent further debt accumulation or draining of their funds. Even more important, she says, is the communication process that is so vital to mediation. Spouses needn't have a perfect relationship. They should be instead able to hash things out even disagree respectfully so that they can decide their family's issues together. Her goal is to help the spouses fashion mediation terms that will allow them to begin their lives separately, but ready to co-parent together. Linda worked for 10 years in family law and found mediation to be a true calling. Divorce is the end of a marriage, but it doesn't have to be the end of a family. So it sounds like you believe that there is life after divorce. I believe there's life during divorce. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. No. So it, it it seems during all that, I guess it starts by finding out what the person's goal is or vision is of what their life is going to be like after divorce or what they want it to be. Is, is, is that what you find when you... you... Well, I think it's um, when they're first, no matter who initiates the divorce, both people are feeling an overwhelm of emotions and we could put labels on them, regret, sadness, despair, jealousy, anger, rage. Both parties are feeling emotions, period. And they're so strong that, like I said, no matter who initiates it, most people don't realize that Children aside, because that's a separate, entirely separate bucket, but Mm -hmm. most people don't realize that a divorce is really just a dissolution of the marriage contract. So they have all these emotions boiling uh, at the forefront of their minds. Meanwhile, they're expected to start creating a list of everything they own, a list of all the debts they have, and how to partition those um, in a fair manner with their guidance from attorneys or a mediator or a divorce coach, a divorce financial analyst, someone like yourself who is a divorce financial, you know, the divorce financial lending business. Mm-hmm. So they're expected to, to go through this maze of topics while they're feeling all of these emotions. And it's very hard for people to do that. Yeah, because I mean, there's four pieces to, to the divorce and puzzle. There's the family law. There's the financial tax uh, implication, um, the real estate itself in most cases, and, and then the, the mortgage piece. And, and like you said, yeah, they go through an emotionally charged period in their life. They're probably not an expert in either of those areas, and and they're thinking they got to put those pieces together. So this is where they need to reach out to certain folks 
to uh, help them with that, almost put together a team, if you will. Yes. Um, I think what most people don't realize is they, the traditional way of each person hiring their separate attorney and duking it out in court to see whoever wins and whoever loses, and also expecting that attorney to be the expert in the real estate, the finances. Some people treat their attorneys like therapists. Yep. Um, expecting that attorney to be the end all and end all in the, the resources they need could be a mistake. That's not to say the attorney isn't well-meaning. They're experts in the law and how it applies in the state in which you live and possibly your surrounding states. But they are not therapists. They're not divorce coaches. Um, they don't always understand how to divide a retirement account. I mean, they understand it, but they it may not be their area of focus. So a team approach uh, is best, but let me say that a lot of people misunderstand and think that a team approach is more expensive. You know, having different advisors just means more cost, and that isn't always true. No, I know that absolutely. So, uh, I mean, you seem to you get your family law, you're a mediator, you're a divorce coach. Um, in so many areas, you could have chosen. And like, what what brought you to this point as to where you're at, would you say? That's a great question. Um, I started off after law school doing uh, nonprofit legal aid work in family law. I wanted to use my Spanish, my family's from South America, to give back. I had a very, you know, I had that idealistic view of giving back to the community. You know what? That's exactly what I did. And I had experienced some divorce in my extended family but I really wasn't prepared for the ins and outs of the everyday anger and despair that I encountered uh, when representing divorcing clients. I was in court litigating domestic violence, custody issues, financial issues, debts, assets. And I just, I was not ready for the battles involved. Um, and that actually really wore me down to the point where I stopped practicing law for about 15 years. Wow. Uh, it was it was that difficult for me. That contentious nature just drove me away. And my previous exposure to mediation um, was usually in the form of, you know, a hasty hour or two in the courthouse and, you know, in a conference room that it usually ended in frustration because the clients weren't that well schooled and compromising. Um, and you know, I in that in, in that in those circumstances was not the media. I was the attorney. And, um, you know, at that point in time, I think divorce coaching and the team approach wasn't really as mainstream as it is today. Right. So um, that's why I left. And in those interim years, uh, when I was not practicing law, it's funny, um, word spread around my town, uh, you know, that I had been a family law attorney and I sort of became the underground go-to person for, um, and, you know, small network uh, and I would give them family law advice. I would advise them about their legal emergency. And what I think is they spoke to me before hiring an attorney so they could get better oriented. Yeah. And I found I really liked doing that. I really enjoyed it. I never asked for any payment um, at all, but I would explain the law. But I really focused in on how they had to separate their emotions. For, and that's hard. They're in a highly charged emotional situation. And I focused how they had to appear calm and professional 
not just with not just in a courtroom, but with their attorney that they were interviewing uh, when deciding who to hire. Um, and I really stress that you cannot express your anger. If you want to hire someone to effectively represent you, you need to state the facts and keep your emotion out of it. Um, and I'd like I'd like to say I helped out with that a lot. I think I really drove that point home. And you know, little did I know that I was actually laying the groundwork for my real passion, which has turned out to be divorce mediation and divorce coaching. Oh, that's great. So, so you, something you just said just um, resonated where you said when they're interviewing different attorneys or whatever, how what should they look for when they're talking to the attorney as to know what's a good fit for them? Well, <clears throat> you know, there are different attorneys for different approaches. Um, some people want someone who says, hey, you know what, I, I'm in court every day. You know, I, I'll get you everything you want. Um, that may seem attractive on its surface, but practically it's 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 not really possible to get a client everything they want. And if if you've done research on mediation and divorcing, I think better and less bitter, that litigation approach um, is really what revs up the emotions and costs the most in billable hours. Mm-hmm. So if you I think if people want to get through the divorce process smoothly, more efficiently, more cost effective, they need to find out um, what the attorney believes in terms of uh, do they want to settle the case quicker versus later? Um, do they work with other professionals? Do they work with um, are they open to a divorce coach? Do they consult with certified divorce financial analysts? Are they open to mediating right away? Um, because that is a possibility. One doesn't have to wait until the court orders mediation. I've been in many sessions where the attorneys and the clients voluntarily sit with a mediator at the location of one of the attorney's offices. And they're st- they still have lawyers, their cases in court, but they can break down the issues and get through them faster. So they really need to find out the history and okay. what that attorney is open to. What do you find that when people out of the gate, they want to start litigating, what, what percent ends up settling anyways? And and you say, Jesus, you probably should have not even started that. Going down it's, I think I think it's a big myth that everything goes to litigation and that you start litigating right away. A divorce trial is the last thing that happens if it happens. Statistically, around 98 percent of cases will settle before going to a trial. So litigation, I think, brings up the image of a trial. But there are uh, several court appearances before a trial. Um, And that's really an appearance, a a shorter hearing. The judge figures out what what are the matters? What's going on here? Kids, no kids, multiple properties, international issues. And they decide what's happening and they lay out a path you know, through the courts okay. that that case will go through, but most of them will settle. And post pandemic with all the backlogs in the courts nationwide, yeah, um, it's possible to just hire a private mediator right away and come to some sort of a proposed agreement and then hire your attorneys to review those agreements and then put it through the court system as an uncontested divorce. I don't know if that if that's did I lay that out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if someone, yeah, now if someone was even considering the divorce or just not even trying to trying to figure it all out, 
like you have any like heads up advice of where to begin? Um, you know, let's say someone at the very infant stage of even contemplating mm-hmm. with the marriage. What, what, what would you tell that person? Yeah. I'm going to skip over the part of whether they want to get divorced or not. I'm assuming they do. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to assume they do want to get divorced uh, because I focus in my divorce coaching and mediation, well, in divorce coaching, I focus on the business of the divorce. So I'm going to assume this person already wants to get divorced. Okay. Um, I guess they need to re- they need to figure out the level of complexity of their divorce. You know, is it one house, three kids, your basic careers and retirement funds, maybe a little stocks? That's very your basic simple divorce, if you will. I mean, the simplest is no kids, short marriage. But yep. let's move beyond that to a family situation. Now, it gets more complex if someone owns their own business, if two people own their own businesses, if they if they have um, assets overseas. So figuring out what type of attorney you need is, is one step in that matter. And if we pull back, do you even want to go to attorney right away? Because a mediator, um, here's what's interesting about most mediators. They don't require a big retainer. So we think okay. of yeah, we think of each hiring a lawyer. I have to put down between five and ten thousand dollars, you know, each person. So they it's they're already in the hole, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 grand right away. Yep. Most mediators, you can hire them on an hour by hour basis. So you can just say to the mediator, you know what, we want just some we want some orientation. We want to know what mediation is. And we want to figure out where we want to go. A mediator would happily give them an hour or two um, and they can pay for that hour or two and they can figure out with that neutral third party. If they're not happy with that, I mean, I don't encourage mediation hopping, but just like you would interview attorneys, you can interview mediators. So I think it's important um, to figure out the complexity of your divorce first. Okay. You know, and from there, um, consult interview mediators and or attorneys and it is possible to have a mediator and have a consulting attorney of your own that you can go to for questions so there's the complexity of your divorce and what type of a situation do you want to have right if mediator only mediator consulting attorney just two attorneys then go to a mediator so i think it's figuring out where all that lies and what steps you want to take and i'm sorry if i'm making it sound multifaceted but it is. It is multifaceted. And that's where people get tripped up when that mixes with their emotions, which is sure. natural. Oh, no, that's great. Well, Linda, this has been great, giving us a wealth of uh, knowledge here. And if someone were to try to get a hold of you, what's the best way to contact you? Well, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. Has my contact information and my website, which is divorcewithlessremorse.com. I like that. <laughs> All one word, no caps, no punctuation. Um, yeah, so divorce with less remorse. Um, you know, that's how they can get a hold of me. <laughs> All right, awesome. And do you have like one final thought you'd like to leave us with today? You give yes. us thought. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, it's norm. It's very natural. All the emotions that everyone feels is very natural and normal. And I encourage processing those and, and sitting with them. You know, um, but when you're dealing with the business of your divorce and how to how to realize what you need and want and are legally entitled to for the present and the future, 
working with a therapist or a divorce coach, divorce coach for the legal aspect, a therapist for the emotional, so that you can separate out those issues and approach the business of your divorce in a calm, efficient manner. Um, it's really necessary because that will ultimately save you money because you're not going to your attorney as a therapist or right. as someone to help you with your budget. It's really being able, you know what, have your meetings and then, you know, rant and rave later um, or cry later. And that's normal and doable, but being able to separate out the legal issues and look at it as a business transaction will help in the long run. Oh, that's great. Well, Linda, this has been awesome. I really appreciate you jumping on the spotlight with us today. And um, well, you have a wonderful day. And thank you so much. I really enjoyed this too. I appreciate your time. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.